The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. I'm David. Isaac is back with me. We are here after the Memphis Grizzlies once again beat the Washington Wizards 127 to 112. Grizzlies improved to 17 and 16 on the season. They will be one game back, or likely one game back, of the San Antonio Spurs for the eight seed. Yeah, man, good to come out of the break with a win. I mean, that's kind of what you want to see. Um, I kind of talked about during the break, hoping that they didn't come out with a, uh, a a hangover, layoff hangover, and that's not what we saw. We actually saw them come out, look well-rested in, in, in the first quarter, especially uh, lost that lead there, but was able to, to bounce back and, and take the lead back and finish this one off. I call this a professional win. I think they, again, you get the lead big, lose the lead, but they, they fought back, got the lead back, and held on to it and pulled it out. So, I mean, nice win uh, to start the second half of the season. It's going to be a going to be a sprint. Uh, not going to be a marathon, man. Uh, now 39 day games left. Um, it, it's going to be going to be a, a fast finish, man. A long, long stretch. It's going to be tough on these guys' legs. But, I mean, got some young guys, got some depth, man. I think if any team is equipped to, to kind of handle this, it might be them. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I have to agree. You know, obviously trade deadline is, uh, is creeping up on us. And there's – you know, more than likely going to be some form of action once we uh, once we get past that. But I think for the most part, the majority of this roster is going to uh, to be the same. And I think that the depth that they have is really going to play well for them, especially with the you know 40, 40 games in sixty eight days, thirty nine now. You know, it, it, it's going to be a long, tough road, and the Grizzlies have to win games against teams they're favored in order to. Uh, you know, reach their goal of the playoffs. And that's, you know, the players have said it, that that's what they want to do. And it showed tonight that uh, that's what they were interested in. And, you know, the, the NBA is a game of runs. You know, it's like all of these guys are, are great basketball players or they wouldn't be at that level. So, you know, you even though you put a team down 20, doesn't mean that they're going to stay there. And and I was, I was honestly, I was worried a little bit because the Grizzlies – we're dominating this game, and then near the end of the, the first half, the Wizards just started kind of chipping away, and the, the Grizzlies were making some kind of, you know, I call them cheap turnovers. And I'm like, man, they're going to mess around and let them get back into this game. And their record doesn't show how well that they've been playing lately. You know, the Grizzlies beat them these two games. But, you know, th- th- this is Bradley Bill and, and Westbrook. You know, those two guys alone can uh, carry you to quite a few wins. So that you know, they're they're not a team to be messed around with. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's weird, man. You you look at that roster, you think they they should be a little bit better than they are. I mean, you got I mean, Westbrook didn't make the All Star game this year, but you essentially got two All Stars in that lineup. You got a guy in in uh, Bertans that that come in and shoot the basketball. Walker uh, is a pretty good shooter at times. I mean, you just think that teams should be better than that, but and lately they have been. Um, like I said, the Grizzlies have won, got two wins over them. Um, in, in the last two weeks, but uh, that team had been playing good basketball, so that's two good wins, and you kind of talk about how this game started off. Grizzlies got, a, got into a big lead, and I was kind of worried about that too, because in the NBA, a lot of times when you see a team get out to a big lead and that other team comes back, they, they get their confidence, and, and they use, a lot of times they go on to come back and take over and win that game, but Grizzlies mm-hmm. were able to bounce back there in the third quarter and uh, kind of take that back, wrestle back that lead, and that held it for the rest of the game, but you, you, a lot of times that's not how these type of games go, but Good to Grizzlies were able to get this one on the home floor. Yeah, 100%. Another uh, double-digit free throw night for Ja Morant. Yeah. And I go back to 
his technical fouls. You, you go back. We, we talked about it on the show. You go back. You look at his uh, look at his free throws. The five previous games before he got the technical fouls, he shot a combined like seventeen free throws over those five games. And then since then, since he got those techs, now he he's double digit free throws three games in a row. So I, you know you got to say something. I, I realize like I'm not a big fan. There's a lot of jawing with the referees in the NBA, and sometimes I you know. Like to me, that takes away from the game. Whenever it's a constant, you see guys that are just constantly whining, whining, whining to the referees, and I don't want to see that. I don't want the Grizzlies to turn into that. But I, you know, overall, you can't just continue to take the fouls the way that he was and not say something. And I'm glad that he stepped up, and you know, he took those three texts, and and now it's been uh, a lot more favorable for him. You know, good good game for him tonight. Twenty one point six rebounds, ten assists. He was 50% from the field, didn't make a three. He's still shooting them though, you know, and that's it. He, he's putting the work in on it. I think that eventually you will see, uh, see that three point percentage kind of start to climb a little bit. I don't know that he will ever be uh, like, he's not going to be on the level of Desmond Bain as, you know, as a three point shooter. But uh, I think that just being willing to shoot that shot is a good tool in his game. Big game. JV, welcome back to uh, Earth after kind of struggling a little bit there. Almost pulled off the 30-20 game. He had four blocks, 57% from the field. You know, just run down this stat sheet here, and you see uh, a lot of guys. Desmond Bain eclipsed 20 points tonight. Yeah, career high. Go ahead, man. I said career career high uh, for Desmond Bain, yeah. Yeah, you know, five for eight. I, I would love to see him get eight threes up every night, man. I don't know that that will happen, but I would love to see him do it. Dylan Brooks took fewer shots tonight. Took on a, you know, he, he only had seven field goal attempts tonight, 10 points, but man, was he locking down Bradley Beal. Just, yeah, yeah, did know. a fantastic job on him. Go ahead. So, you, you know, you got Bill. He scored 21 points, and, and that's what people will go to that. 21. Well, did he really lock him down? He scored 20 points. Bro, he, he, he shot six <laughs> for 22 yeah. and one for eight from three. Bradley Bill is averaging 33 points a game on 48% from the field and 34% from three. And that six for 22 and one for eight from three. Bradley Bill himself. He he gave Dylan props in the last matchup because of the amount of preparation that he put into the game and how hard that he worked against Bill on the defensive end. I just I know that it will not go away, but I wish that after all of this recognition from guys that you know that cover the game, guys that that know the game, you know, Brevin on the broadcast is all the time gassing up Dylan Brooks and and talks about what a good job he does on the defensive end. And then, you know, NBA Bradley Beal, one of the best scorers in the league, the best scorer in the league so far this year, is giving him props. And yet fans are still, he's not that good. I mean, it's the second time. I mean, in the first game, he I mean, he did even a better job tonight. In the first game, I think Bill had 23. I'm not sure what he shot from the floor, but a, another tremendous job. I mean, 20 points. If you hold Bradley Beal at 20 points, you're, you're doing a good defensive night. Because, again, the guy averages at least the NBA with 33 points a game, and he has plenty of games where he's going north of that. So, uh, really good job by Dylan Brooks tonight. And kind of go back to, to John, he's talking about getting to the free throw line. It looks like those 
three technicals played paid, paid off. I mean, it's good to see him get to the line because I think that brings a, a whole different dynamic uh, to this team when he can get to the paint and get to the line. And so 21 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, only four rebounds away from another triple-double for him. So a uh, big night for him. And it wasn't even like it was like a night where he just really stood out a lot. I mean, he did a lot of things, a lot of great passes, a lot of good directing offense, but it's not a night where you look at, man, that was a fantastic offensive game from John. Look up and he almost had a triple-double. So that's just kind of mm-hmm. kind of what it is for him right now. And JV 29-20. But he had four points in the first quarter, and I called. I was like, man, this is going to be easy. He can get 30-20, man. Got that and one opportunity at the end of the game. Missed the free throw, man. But he ended up with 29-20, <laughs> man. Another big night for him, man. He got a big matchup coming up on Friday against, uh, against the Joker. Uh, so hopefully he rests up after this big night tonight. That's going to be a fun one. He always uh, – those have been some fun matchups. I, I can tell it's always a little something extra when he's going against this international breader when, when he plays against Denver. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, Bain, career high. 20 points, 5 of 8 from 3. And, again, I like the fact that he got eight threes up. I wish we could see that every night. Like you said, I don't know if that will happen, but I think that's the kind of shooter he is, man. If you, you can get him eight looks a night, I, I think you need to try to make that happen. So, oh, yeah. big big mm-hmm. game for Bain. Sure, 100%. You know, that's uh, – I, I still like what I'm seeing from, from Justice. He didn't shoot the ball all that well tonight. But like I've said before, I he's not going to get a lot of criticism from me early on because he still has some rust to knock off, man. And so you know, once once we get uh, we get through March here, we get into April, and and he has a game where he shoots uh, what, what he shoot four for thirteen. Then I may I may you know I may raz him a little bit then. But at this point, man, you know he, he's doing good, work, working hard on the defensive end, great defender. And then he made a couple passes tonight. There, there was one on the break that he had uh, DeAnthony Melton and yeah, Melton, yeah. pass. And I was like, man, like that, you know, a bounce pass is something that you learn early on in the game, but not everybody can throw a good bounce pass. And that, you know, it just, Melton didn't have to slow down. He caught, you know, it was perfect. And I, you know, I just love to see, good plays like that. Like I'm not a huge Tim Duncan one. I just saw watch all fundamentals all the time. I like the flashy <laughs> stuff, but you know, it, it was good to see that pass and, you know, just another big weapon for the Grizzlies moving forward. Yeah. And that's why I was so excited about his hypothetical fit within this offense, because I mean, I, I love secondary ball handling. Um, and I think when, when he's in a game with John, that takes some pressure off him, that job moving around a little bit, get off the ball. And, and again, you saw that pass. I mean, he can he can he can be on the ball. He he gets great passer, high basketball IQ, and, and it's not a ball. I mean, he's never good. He's not a great shooter, but he's a capable shooter, like I've said. And doing other things. I mean, nine points, six rebounds, four assists. Also had a block tonight. So I mean, he's he's contributing in other ways. That that shooting's gonna come around. But I think he fits in well when you kind of think about this future along with him, Ja, uh, and Jared. I think he fits in perfectly as a guy again, secondary ball handling, a guy that you can throw out on a guy like Brandon Ingram or, or the other team's best scorer, and he can he can lock guys down. I think you got him and Dylan Brooks and, and D'Anthony Melton. Those are guys that can really cause some havoc on the defensive end, uh, along with Kyle Anderson. Uh, while those guys are all here, we'll see what happens in the future. But, I mean, I just like that combination of guys that they can can throw out there on defense, and, I mean, they can cause some havoc out there. Oh, heck yeah, man. That That's as a, as a wing heading into a matchup against the Grizzlies. Like, y- you have got to have – you, you, you got to know that you're not going to get any time off. You know, like you, you're going to have one of those four guys on the floor 
at all times. And so you're, you know, even, even when they go to take a rest, if you, you know, you're in the starting lineup and Dylan's guarding you and he goes to the bench, well, okay, here comes Winslow or here comes Melton, you know, you're not going to get any time off and it's going to be a, uh, be a tough night for you. You're going to have to work for everything you get. Well, that's a, that's a, a good thing, man. Great. I, I don't think you could ever have enough good defenders on a team. And that's, no. uh, yeah, that, that's, I hope the, I hope those guys stick around for sure. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Trade trade deadline. You never really know what's going to happen, but tonight's a, a good night just to, uh, for, for all the haters, just to tell them to suck it. <laughs> you know, like D- Dylan Brooks and doing what he done. And then, you know, like all the people that were just like Chandler Parsons is just as yeah. slow. I'm like, yeah. oh, dude. I thought, man, you got the, the JV or trade, trade JV crowd. Yeah. Uh, I know they, they're a little quiet tonight as well. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I just don't understand that the guy's been killing it all year. I mean, I don't, I mean, he just shows his worth. You saw when he was out and, and when he returned how big of an impact he has on his team. And I mean, a guy that you don't just get 29, 20 nights, like uh, guys, that's not just something that you see on a regular basis. Guy that's, that's killing it like that. I mean, that's, he, I mean, he, he's a, a, a really good center in this league. I mean, I know he has his limitations, but I just don't get some of the hate that he gets this time. He's so skilled as far as scoring. And I mean, he's a good rebounder. Um, and I mean, he's just a tough guy. Uh, again, yeah. he, he, I mean, he struggles with foot speed. The guys that step out to two, three, sometimes that gives them problems. But other than that, I mean, I mean, he comes in with a hard hat lunch bill every night and comes in there and, and works hard and does his job. Yeah. I mean, and you, you know, he, not everybody is going to have the, you know, like Embiid, Anthony day, like not, no. you're not gonna, those guys, there's a reason why. <laughs> There, you know, are a select few guys that are just in the upper echelon in the league, and it's because they have all of those tools. And JV, for the shortcomings that he has, the stuff that he does well, far outweighs. There, there's nights that he drives me crazy playing too far off the ball. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, like I, I've talked about it on the show before about how much I just want to like get in his ear and be like, take. A step, dude. A step forward. All You're y'all seven foot. Do, yeah. Like if you if you move up one more step, step you can contest yeah. that shot. <laughs> but I can deal with that. Like even though it does drive me crazy because of nights like this, because he can do this, and he's not going to come out here. He's not going to be a, a twenty and twenty guy all the time. But he's like a walking double double, man. What I think it. Was it seven games? I think this year is a, that's that's all he's had that he doesn't have yeah. a double double. Every other game was a double double, so you know he's going to get rebounds and he can protect the rim. He's not a man, not a big shot blocker, but he does get you know like tonight he had four hey, four tonight, yeah. But you know he he's going to have games like that, but he's not a a big rim protector. But you have other guys and you know Brandon Clark and Jaron and now Xavier Tillman that help protect the rim, and so. Again, even though he does have shortcomings, the, the the big stuff that he does or the good stuff that he does is by far and away worth it. Yeah, man, and had a great great moment in the game. Him and Wagner were kind of kind of going back and forth for all game, and then he had that that uh, lob duck on him, and he got fired up there, man. It was good to see, man. I love to see the big fella get yeah, fired man. up like that. Show some emotion out there. I love that. Yeah, that's uh Pete and Brevin were talking about it on the broadcast. I was just laughing because you you know, he's usually pretty like yeah. he'll get into it sometimes, but he usually doesn't celebrate like that. And he was really <laughs> man, he was you fired could tell up, that he was hyped <laughs> after that. 
Yeah. So, so next next matchup for the Grizzlies is Friday against Denver, and it is uh, back at home FedEx Forum. This is going to be a, a tough matchup for them. Jokic and his skill set. You know, I know that that's a, a game that that JV is going to be ready for. But yeah. That, you know, the guys that play can play out around the perimeter as big men are guys that give JV problems. So that's going to be. Uh, be something to watch. I don't know if Tillman is physical enough to handle Jokic down in the paint. I don't know. You know, we'll see how that matchup goes because I, I do. I worry about defensively how uh, how JV is going to handle that. But uh, I think in the past he's done a fair job on Jokic. But Jokic is a guy kind of like Bradley Bill. He doesn't score in the same way, but he's not a guy that you're just going to completely shut down. You just got to make it tough for him. Yeah, I mean, you, you're not going to shut him down. I mean, he's having a, a MVP-type season, so I'll be averaging 27 points a game, 11 rebounds, almost nine assists. I mean, he's almost averaging a triple-double, so that tells you what kind of what kind of talent he has. I mean, he's been tremendous, and I mean, it's definitely going to be a tough matchup. He's That's the type of guy, like we just talked about, that kind of gives uh, JV trouble, guys that kind of step out and, and, and play on the perimeter, and they're gonna, they know that, and they're going to try to work that matchup, but... Um, you just look at this different team, it is going to be a tough matchup. But I love these kind of games, just like the Milwaukee game before the break. I mean, it's a good measuring stick, especially on your home floor, to see can you come out and win a, win a game against a really good team, a game that you'll likely be underdog in. But it's some tough matchups. I mean, got Jamal Murray, um, uh, Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton, uh, Nikola Jokic. I mean, all these guys can can really score and put pressure on your defense. So it's going to have to be all hands on deck. But, I mean, we've seen this great team just like in that – Milwaukee game step up against gets better teams and and uh, I, you kind of look back at the game you feel like the Grizzlies let one get away against Milwaukee uh, so hopefully we get that same kind of effort on Friday but I'm excited about that game and I, I kind of like like these type of games as again I look at it as kind of a, a measuring stick. One of my all-time favorite Grizzlies is coming back home for this game. Do you know who that is? All-time, all-time all, all favorite. One of, one of mine, one of my all-time favorites. Oh, so, Jermichael Michael Green, Green man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that dude. I When he was in Memphis, I'm like, this dude needs to start. Why is he not starting? Let him start. He just, he is a dog. And yeah. I freaking love it. I, you know, I, I love everything about his game. And he's not a big star player. But I just, you know, like going down there and watching him play live and the effort that you get from him. And, you know, he just does everything that you want from a, uh, a bench big. And, you know, I, I wish that I, I was actually going to that game. I'm, I'm not. But, you know, I, I'll definitely be watching it. It's uh, he just, man, I didn't know him. I didn't know a lot about him before he became a Grizzly. And then as, as I went down there and I watched this dude live, I'm like, holy crap. I, I was hoping that he would be a guy that just kind of hung around, just stayed a Grizzly because I liked his game that much. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, worked his tail off, was a, a, a G League guy, and just kind of in and out and, and found a home with the Grizzlies and really, really turned into a good player. Um, kind of, you, you kind of wish, uh, the kind of type type of guy you wish the Xavier Tillman would turn into. If he turned into Jermichael Green, I'd be happy with that. Uh, oh, but, no, you ain't but, kidding, man. But I, I love Jermichael Green. I'm, I'm with you, man. A guy that just works hard, not the most physically gifted or talented guy, but just does it through hard work. Uh, so it will be good to see him 
back at home. I'm, I saw him looking at their their box score from their last game. They said he didn't play with a shoulder sprain. I'm not sure what's his status. Uh, been, we've had the break since then, so hopefully he's good to go so he can play in that game. But, um, yeah, I always like Jermichael. I kind of hate it when they, they let him go, man, because he's a one of those guys that becomes a fan favorite just because of how hard he works and you see it out, out there on the floor. So uh, homecoming for him, that would be nice if he gets a chance to to play in that one. But, I mean, a, a big game. And, again, I think if the Grizzlies can – find a way to, to win that one. I mean, you go on the road, you got a OKC Thunder team who who's tough, but I think it's a game that the Grizzlies will probably be a slight favorite in a game that they should win. You could mm-hmm. start this first half off 3-0 and before you go out to Phoenix for a tough one. That would be really nice to go three games over 500 going into that game. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. They, they you know, they've got their work cut out. If they get past Denver, you know, like, like you said, they should definitely beat that the Thunder team, even though that's not a, a cakewalk by any stretch. You know that they're favored in that game as long as they execute, they should beat that team. They just gotta gotta put the work in against the the Nuggets on Friday. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. I, I think that how effective JV is making it tough on Jokic is gonna play. That's probably gonna be one of the most important things in that game. Honestly, I, I think that matchup right there is going to uh, to make it or break it. Even though you know Murray has had uh, he's had games where he's absolutely torched the Grizz. So yeah, he's you know, definitely been a Grizz killer over the years. Yeah, for it, sure. it's it's not a, you know, it's not like if you shut Jokic down that the the Nuggets don't have anybody else that that's capable of beating you because they definitely do. And and another thing about that, the Nuggets are, don't play. That's their first game back uh, after the break, so they're going to be on been off for a, a long time. Jokic was also act, actually at, I mean at the All Star game and and participating in that, but as a team, they're going to be them coming off a long layoff. The Grizzlies had the game tonight, so that's kind of something to watch. I also looked at their injury report. I think there's a possibility that Gary Harris could be back uh, for this game. So that would make him even tougher. Um, he, he's been out uh, for a little bit. So that, that Murray, uh, Murray Harris backcourt, that's not easy easy to deal with. They definitely put pressure on your defense. I, I like the wing matchups in this too. I think uh, you would, you got Kyle Anderson and, and DB and, and Justice Winslow off the bench against uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Will Barton. Those will be fun to watch. Uh, Will Barton is another guy that has killed the Grizzlies over the years. Coming back to it for his former uh, college home here in Memphis, so I always like to watch him as well. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Again, man, I, I love these games to see can the Grizzlies knock off a, a good team, and they've shown that they step up in these games. I mean, you saw early back earlier in the season two game two games against the Lakers where they really played well. The game out in L.A. they were up for for pretty much two and a half quarters and ever before the Lakers kind of took over um it's a, I, questionable calls in that game again i don't like to harp on referees but i mean just, just the fact that they played really well against good teams i think we've seen that kind of all year yeah yep you know a little, little story here about will barton i i'm like him as a player but one of the things that surprised me with him when i don't remember it was either last year or the year before we were at a nuggets game and he was out warming up. And when he went on, when he got off of the floor, he came back and he came up and he hugged one of the ushers at the game. And he, like every usher that walked up to him that said hi, he knew every one of their names, every one of them. And I'm like, man, you know, I knew that he, you know, obviously he went to college at, at Memphis. I'm like, he, you know, he remembers from his time being here. And he was, he just seemed like an all around good dude. He was super yeah. nice signing all percent. You know, I'm like, man, that that's, you know, you get a ton of different interactions with players whenever you're going, you know, for, for autographs. And he, he was 
far and away one of the nicest guys for sure. Oh yeah, man, one hundred percent. I mean, uh, covering the team and and following the team back then. I mean, he even though he's not from Memphis, but his brother about from the Baltimore area. Uh, they adopted the city. I mean, he even though he's not here anymore. I mean, he still does charity work here. Um, it still has a lot of ties to the city. So I mean, he's definitely a great dude. Uh, there's no doubt a, doubt about that. So I always enjoy watching him play. I've always thought he was a guy that that probably could go somewhere else. I mean, he's he's played well in Denver, not no doubt about that. But I felt like he's a guy that even has another gear that he could get to if he was kind of put into a different situation and more of a featured role. I mean, Denver had so many scores on. I mean, he's a guy that can put up some points. And I've always thought that he had a little bit more in him, uh, even maybe than what he showed in Denver. So. Uh, that, that's a, a guy that can score, but I, I think it'll be fun watching him uh, go up against Dylan Brooks. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. One more thing, and then we'll get out of here for the night. Uh, you know, Jaron did not play again tonight. Essentially, no update. You know, there were um, yeah. somebody asked Jenkins about it um, in the the pregame press conference. I think it was a, Ed, Edmondson was the one that asked him. Yeah, and, and he said that. Uh, Essentially, Jaron has been participating in practice, but not in contact, like no contact drills. And I'm just like, I thought we were closer than that. You know, before the break, we we hear that, you know, he's starting to ramp things up. And I know, you know, the, the first game that they let fans back in the forum, I got there super early. I'm like, I'm getting there when the doors open. I'm ready to go back in. And Jaron was out there warming up with no brace on. And I'm like, oh man, he has got to be close. You know, like he, he was out there, he was jumping, you know, putting up shots, you know, doing spin moves and looked pretty good to me. I just, I understand the caution, but like, what, what's your take on this, man? I don't know. And then yesterday, uh, I, I didn't like his come. I didn't like Jenkins comments on it. He's just saying that we're excited for him to have the opportunity to, to finish the season with us. That, didn't sound like a guy that's on the verge of coming back anytime soon. There's things that they're saying. It just seems like it's going to be a while. I know people are kind of speculating, well, it'll be. I know I heard Rob Fisher this morning. He said he wasn't reporting anything, but he felt like we'd see him sometime this month. I'm still skeptical of that. I I just don't know. I don't I don't know. I, I've kind of talked about this. I just, and like, like you said, I, you, he's been out, out warming up without a brace. I kind of, when Climbing made those comments earlier in the season, before the season started, Jerry was kind of like, well, I was, I'm kind of surprised by that. He just sounded like he felt like he could. He was ready to go at that point. And we're here in March after the All Star break, and we're still saying this. And I, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I've said my piece on this, and and I wouldn't probably wouldn't feel like this if I I didn't see this happening with other injuries. I feel like the same thing with Winslow. I'm of the opinion. A lot of people think I'm crazy, but I'm of the opinion that Winslow could have came back a month, two months, a month and a half before he did, and did the same thing he's doing now. I don't think these guys are are hurt. I, I don't know. I mean, I understand being extremely cautious, but I think there's being cautious, there's being extremely cautious, and it's whatever they do. I, I just think yeah. every – I think with every, every injury, even with the JV and Grayson stuff, I feel like they held them out a couple games extra than they maybe had to. Like Grayson with this concussion, they say he cleared, but he still didn't play tonight. I think – I don't know. They just have a different mindset when it comes to getting, by, getting the guys back from injuries. And I've said I don't think they're openly tanking as a franchise, but I also don't think they necessarily care whether they win games either. And and I don't, I, it's like, it's tough. I, 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 don't, I think either way they're okay. I think if they, despite the, everything that they're trying to do as far as long-term thinking, 
if they make the playoffs anyway, other than that, I think they're fine. And I also think they're fine not making the playoffs and, and getting a draft pick. I don't think they really care how many wins they would they the wins they deck this week, this year. Um and, and I just think that's different than, than kind of how I would handle it. I understand having some cautious caution and thinking long term, but I think at times they're a little weird when it comes to this stuff. I, I don't know, man. It's but this Jaron thing is getting weird, even weirder by the day. Yeah, if I recall that that press conference, and, and it's been a while, I didn't write this down, but I'm almost certain, and, and this is not word for word, but it was something along the lines of, you know, we'll see justice and justice. then shortly after. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they and, said. You know, it, it hasn't. You know, justice hadn't been back that long, but. You know, based off of the comments in that press conference, I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're going to see justice probably into December and then yeah. Jaron probably we're all January or early February. And then, you know, here we are almost to the middle of March and we still don't have Jaron. And I don't, I don't want to see uh, an episode like, I don't want a Chris Stops. Chris Stops yeah. I don't want that. But, it's just, it's so freaking frustrating because you go out there and obviously going full speed, five on five, the wear and tear, the movements that you make when you're going full speed are different than the stuff that you're doing when you're out there warming up. I, I get that. I understand that part of it, but it just, like you said, I, I, I think that he probably is healthy enough to go at this point, but, um, yeah, the, I don't even know what, what word, you know, you said <laughs> your, your analogy was great that there's cautious and then overly cautious and then what they're doing. And, and here we are. Yeah. I mean, I, and the thing about it is I think a lot of people have speculated, well, maybe there's been a setback or he was hurt worse than they said. And I, I don't think that's the case. I, I know it's weird and it doesn't make any sense, but I, I think he's fine. I mean, like you said, he doesn't have the brace on anymore and you see him out there working, shooting before the game and you kind of see him, hopping around over there on the bench. Now, I know that's not playing an NBA game, but if a guy has a knee injury, I don't think they would be okay with him running around the sidelines, hopping up and down on his knee. I just – I don't know. It's just a, a weird situation to me. Uh, but, again, I, I've kind of just taken it like they'll let him play when when he plays. Uh, but I, I think at some point – I know it's been, like I said, overly cautious, thinking long term. But at, at some point, you just have to realize when guys can get hurt at any point. You can get hurt in practice. You could get – and shoot around. You, you, I mean, there's always that risk. So if a guy's ready to go, man, just let him play. I mean, that's I mean, kind of how the way at, I look at it. Look, look at John Wall. You know, like he was coming off that surgery and he slipped in the shower at the at at, at home, and you know, re-injured it. So you know, like you say, it, it can happen anywhere. It doesn't even It doesn't have to be basketball related, and that's. Uh, I don't know, you know, m maybe when, when we get through this and he's back and he's healthy and looking like bubble Jaron all the time, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's going to be, oh man, you know, they, they done a great job. They handled it. Okay. I don't know that I'll ever say that they handled it. Okay. Cause it, it just seems very, very weird. So yeah. And you're missing, missing that development time. I mean, you got justice back on the floor. Now you're trying to figure out what you have with this team and you, there's no way you can do that with without Jaron because He's such a big part of this, a big key cog mm -hmm. in this that you can't really evaluate that. So I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think one day he's just going to pop up and he's going to play. I think that's how weird they are. You're not going to hear anything, and all of a sudden one day you're going to look at that Grizzlies PR report. It's going to come up. He's questionable, which is one random night and he's going to play. 
I think that's just what's going to happen. I don't think you're going to get an answer from Jenkins. You're going to talk to him one night and say, oh, well, he'll be back next week or anything like that. I think he's just going to pop up one day just kind of like Justice did, and we're yeah. going to be excited, whatever whatever it is. I, I don't think – I a lot of people are more optimistic. I don't think it's going to be in March. Uh, I think we're what, – what's this uh, – we got almost the middle tenth of minute, yeah. almost the middle of the month now. I would say it would be April. Um, I hate to say that, but I just from what they're saying, I'm not optimistic that he's going to be back in the next two or three weeks. Yeah, I, I hope you're wrong, but you know it, it's it's really really tough to tell with him. So, all right, man, we'll, we'll end it with that. You guys can get the show on Twitter at Hootball Grizz. I'm at Dwill two one one one. Isaac is Isaac underscore Rivals. Come and holler at us on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you see how much we're on there. You, you, yes, you sir. See we're on there a ton. We love the interaction, the conversation. Come find us. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.